talking about the action figure. Here it is. Ah, you found it. I found it. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes and no. <laughs> the field of all possibilities. <laughs> I'm going to bring them out. Uh, he's hasn't been out in a while. Here you go. Oh my God! <laughs> Got the AA book in his hand. Does the hair move? No. Video with the audio. Yes, he's gonna be. That's the guest my audio. Gonna be the guest speaker. Uh, oh, he's a cutie. <laughs> Put them over there. Oh, I think it's uh, somebody with the Z. It's a great box, though. Uh, wow. Yeah, Paul H. action figure. Uh, collector's edition. One of seven billion uh, action figures. <laughs> and can we get that on your website? I don't know. Let's try to make them. Who made it for you? A guy down in the south years ago. I don't remember now. Uh, you don't have his contact uh, info? I probably do, but I it's I have to remember. I think I yeah. He made it. It's not like we can get him. Yeah. <laughs> so it goes here. Now uh, I can't even see this thing. Uh, <laughs> oh now with invisible dormant parasitical movement <laughs> accessory radioactive isotope uh boom box radio tuned exclusively into k-paul and, al and alcohol optional accessories not re recommended <laughs> Reversion of Paul H to include extreme irritability, restlessness, and <laughs> that is such a perfect thing. Hell yeah! Here it says here. This is a good warning. Contents of box may appear lighter than actual weight. That's pretty good. That's cute. Yeah. Whoever made it, please contact us. Yeah, please. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there it is. You can have one. Yes, they're going to be. Uh, <laughs> If you go to really one, <laughs> the only thing will change is instead of the AA book, we'll have the Bhagavad Gita, uh, at, uh, teachings of Hawaiian Ko, whichever way you good accessories. Put it in there. <laughs> Just Robin, <not> out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's cool. Right. Awesome. Yeah, it was a trip when he gave it to me. It was pretty cool. He did the whole box. They did a whole thing with it. Yeah, it was cool. So any, any, uh, see if there's anybody new here. Yeah, uh, Michael K. We just met from San Antonio. Yes. Still here? There you are. Hi. <laughs> Michael and, from, uh, from San Antonio. Oh, let's see where he is. And Jim, Jim is here for his first whole meeting. I think he started on Saturday at the end. His first whole meeting. Okay, right. he came in at the end. All right. 
I want one of those dolls right away. Oh yeah, uh, you, you'll you have to go on a, a list, a waiting list. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna start producing them. Yeah, <laughs> and then you can just choose the book you want to have in there. The AA. This is AA. Right there, you can't see it. Oh, it accessories, yeah, or uh, optional accessories, yes. Yeah. But we'll put that. <laughs> yeah. Anything. All right. Well, uh, Jim and uh, Michael, welcome, first of all. Thank you. Obviously, you have some idea of the topic. And, um, just to be clear, how we present it is more of the no, sort of the negative or the negation direction. Because obviously, if the assumption is true of non-duality being ourselves reality, then why the hell isn't that obvious, yeah, to what we call us, yeah? So to me, that's much more important than being ourselves reality, because we already are reality. But the point is, there's something going on that has us uh, quite confused and we're taking something that isn't so to be so. And then basically looking from that and coming up with what our ideas are. Basically, we have no idea really, so we can fall for anything, yeah, in a way. So this is sort of uh, seeing the mental activity from a non-mental activity, uh, well, non-place really, yeah? So it's more of what I found by going to satsangs was there was still the dynamic of looking for what I am from what I'm not. It seemed to be a stubborn habit that kept falling back into place. So even though I had a resonation or something when I heard the talk and this or that, as soon as even before I left, I was the one who was hearing the talk. Yeah. And that I wasn't the I, I, it was the I, me. Yeah. It was, uh, came with an image, a, a mental image of a physical action figure. And so I was the hearer of the message. And now I was going to follow the message and I was going to arrive at what the message was speaking about. Uh, this to me is the real dilemma. It's not that you're not reality and you've been wasting a lot of time and you better get busy becoming reality. It's being ourselves reality is the assumption or the fact really. And then to, to have that there and then to start looking at what's causing us not to have that to be obvious, obviously. Yeah. Something's going on to obscure that. So, and if you see that which is going on to obscure that, uh, you'll be clear about that. Now, a lot of people are clear about a lot of stuff, but they may not be clear about that. To me, I don't care about being clear about a lot of stuff. I like to be clear about that. Yeah, it seems to be much more important in a way. And once that clarity is established, you're clear about clarity and non-clarity, really. You become clear of, <laughs> of that which comes and goes and everything else. Yeah. It, uh, so 
we wanted to see that instead of looking again, trying to hear about what we are as what we're not, trying to look for what we are from what we're not, trying to get what we are for what we're not, trying to understand what we are for what we're not, we're just gonna switch it around. Why not have an understanding of what you're not held as what you are, yeah? So maybe seeing what you're not from what you are. Maybe, uh, <laughs> it doesn't take much to change it, yeah? Because you, one of the things that will dawn on you is the complete absurdity of looking for what you already are. Yeah, it's just, it's just these absurdities that sort of launch a lot of ships on the sea of searching, uh, you'll just see them, yeah? It, it, there won't be much explanation. You've heard the explanation now. So that understanding will allow things to be seen that weren't able to be seen, even though there was seeing of it, yeah? Because the seeing of everything is being claimed by the mental state and presented as an example or the evidence of the seer. So the seeing has even been co-opted, yeah? Because the seeing is used by the mental state to emphasize a seer. So it's the seeing of that, which is the clarity, yeah? It's not the seeing from that, which hopes to be clear. It's the seeing of that, yeah, is the clarity, yeah. You see the mental activity of claiming and you recognize that it's pretty damn fast and that no process is gonna out-process it, yeah. Before you get started, it's already humming, yeah. So you're not gonna, it's like we used to use the uh, example of a gunslinger. And then the only gunslinger that can beat this gunslinger of this mental activity is that which is not of time. The gun is always out. So it never gets outdrawn because it's always out, yeah? So that which is before processes is what can see processes, yeah? and. We're not seeing the process of Paul. We believe Paul is a long lasting, independent, separate entity. When actually Paul is a presentation of a process, a mental process called selfing, yeah? So instead of, you know, working from that throne of Paul being the alpha, the omega, we see the emperor with no clothes, yeah? And there's a freedom there. And then other possibilities fall out of the sky. And then you see blue is blue and red is red and things become clear, not by polishing them, but by seeing them, yeah, yeah. So to me, seeing uh, claimed in time by the mental state is us looking, yeah. So what's looking is what we're looking for because what's looking is the seeing or the awareness, yeah? That's what we're looking for. But we're using seeing as a form of looking because see, looking has time in it. It's like, you're not just looking like gazing, you're looking for something, yeah? There's some intent in there. 
And that intention or that movement is blind to the fact of it's the seeing, yeah? So we're using awareness to find awareness. The head is anyway, we're not. See, this is the point. The language always brings about a feeling of volition whenever you hear a description of what you're not. There's a feeling that you are doing it. <laughs> it's just insane, yeah? It's just the typical uh, trip that when people hear the message and they get back to me and they say, well, I, I understand the selfing and they call me up the next day. I've been selfing all day, yeah? No, there's been selfing all day that implies there was a you. And now you're speaking from that implied you or that assumed you saying you're the one that's doing the seeking. That's where that volition sticks in, yes? Because then you feel freaking guilty that you're doing the selfing to a point that you don't want to even know you're doing the selfing. You know too much shit already, yeah? So there's almost a complicit blindness to the, to the evidence because it's, there's an investment there, yeah? Because of the volition, you feel all this stuff, you're doing it and that makes you bad, yeah? This isn't volitional, it's mechanical. It's a mental activity that triggers by conscious contact. And whatever is in contact through consciousness is claimed and a story's made up about it, yeah? And then that story is presupposed to be before everything, yeah? And so now when doing happens, there's the sense of being the doer, yeah? Yet the doing was first and the doer came after. Yet the way you feel it as the doer is first and then I do or don't do shit, yeah? And the doer now has volition about what's going to be done. You see it? Yet the doer is a result of claiming the doing. It has no volition. It's a... It comes about through the claiming of the doing. If there's no doing, there'd be no doer, yes? There's tons of, no, of doing with no doer. As supposedly Buddha said, you know, events happen, deeds are done, yet there's no individual doer thereof. So he was basically saying, yes, there's tons of verbing, but there's no noun, yeah? How, how, how does that, how is that interpreted in your head? As soon as there's a noticing of a verb, there's a noun immediately, yeah? We've had it with people here. They can't get past the point of a doing without a doer. It's gotta either be God or something. There's gotta be something that's doing it. No, there doesn't. Doing happens, events occur. There is no individual doer thereof. Yeah. Wouldn't you hearing that immediately direct you to look at the opposite in a way? When you hear that there's events are happening and deeds are done, yet there's no individual doer thereof, wouldn't that make what you're listening to suspect? Finally, you're pointed in the right direction. 
instead of looking from those false assumptions, you look at the false assumptions, yeah? You see them. And then the little house of cards starts collapsing. It gets built up again, but it's sort of like that, that idea of an oasis. First, you think, you know, three miles away at those palm trees, there's gonna be water, yeah? You get there, there's no water. Then you go back living and you see, still see the oasis, but you now know there's no water there. I'm not going to the three miles, yeah? You keep seeing what's going on, how this life is presented by the mental state, but you know you're not gonna go there. You've woken up, yeah? You're not, you, you're awake, that's why you wake up, yeah? If you weren't awake, you'd never wake up. You're awake. That's why you wake up. You wake up to a fact of what you're not. It's, we're just looking and that form of looking is blinding us to the fact that we're the seeing. Yeah. So you can't use it to find it as, as Hoang Po beautifully put it. Yeah. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, yeah? Now, if you were anyone other than the Buddha, then you wouldn't hear that as being talked to you, yeah? Who's it? Why is he telling me that? I'm not the Buddha. I'm never gonna use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. I'm not the Buddha, but from Hang, Hoang Po's vision, you're the Buddha. And he was talking to, the, to what he saw, not what you think, but what he felt. And he tried to get through Anu and through Stefan and through Paul, not to Anu, to Stefan and to Paul, but through. He saw this identification as the obstacle to the fact of being ourselves reality, not, not the, the missing piece, not the final part of the puzzle. No, as an abstraction from being ourselves reality. Yeah. So he puts it beautifully. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use, use light to seek light. Yeah. Obviously, what's implied is your Buddha, mind, and light. Yeah. Does that feel right to you? Probably not. It may with a whack, but when you think about it, it won't. Because the system is going to keep reinforcing the system. It's not gonna lead you to the promised land. It's gonna promise it quite a lot. It's not going to take you there. That's not its job. Its job is to facilitate a dreaming, a dreaming of separation, of duality, of this and that, of degrees, of big and small, yeah? We're built to perceive things. We touch things, we think things, we feel things, we hear things, we see things, yes? As the Course in Miracles so beautifully puts it, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part, yeah? It's not a vicious demonic plan, it's just the programming. That's how it works, yeah? The talking or the narration of the programming is self-centered. 
just as the Course in Miracles says, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. The self in this case is associated with the body. So in self-centeredness, you see everything on how it pertains to you. Yeah, that's, there's no volition there. There is no volition there. It's how it's built. How are you gonna have any kind of, if there's volition, there's gonna be conditional forgiveness. The Course in Miracle tries to go before that and, and, and reach where you never left atonement, which is you see that nothing ever happened, yes? None of these things, everything appeared the way it appeared. If it appeared that way, that's how it was supposed to appear. If it doesn't, that's how it wasn't supposed to appear, yeah? This whole idea that I did something, but I could have done something else is just a mental hell, isn't it? It always misses a huge fact, tons of them. Like my head will pontificate about shit, oh, about being a great skateboarder and a surfer, but I got ran over by a car 30 years ago, twisted my leg pretty good. It's just, it, just forgets that to go off on one of its riffs. And then when it realizes it's not a pro surfer and a great skateboarder, there's somehow some blame involved. You, should, you made the wrong fuss. Why did you walk in front of that car and get run over? Yes? What is this but a mental fucking hellscape that it just, it's got, it's got, it's just running around. Pulling our pulling attention and interest into these unimaginable what's not happening. That's slavery to the bondage of self. What else is it? What else is it? Isn't it enough to face the day? How are you going to face thousands of Tuesdays on a Wednesday? How are you going to face thousands of past Saturdays on a Thursday? <laughs> we have faith in the thoughts because we believe we're the thinker of the thoughts so it's a way of reflecting the faith from the thoughts into the thinker because there's a huge 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 anxiety that something in us knows positively this is all bull yeah so it has to constantly reinforce the faith in itself by having faith in what it sees, what it thinks, what it feels, what it tastes, yes? And it uses physical pain to fucking close the book on it, you see? This has to be real, yeah. There's no freedom in the mix. It's before it, yes? The freedom from the bondage of self isn't for self. Self is not what gets freed from the bondage of self. It's the seeing you're not that self, that's the freedom from the bondage of self. Because the bondage is an act of identification as self. You are not doing the act of identifying as, as self. The mental state is, you are not volitionally choosing to identify with the mental image, yeah? It's just presenting the case you already are the mental image, yes? It's already has a package deal 
that you don't have to do freaking anything. Just move your head, yes. It will tell the whole story. It'll reinforce it, repeat it ad nauseum. And all you're gonna do, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Well, yeah, so this message won't land on an imaginary airport. <laughs> it won't land there. Yeah. It's a flyover. It's telling you you never left, basically. Yes? Yeah. On having never left. So, yeah, the mental state claims very quickly. Once it claims, it puts the noun before the verbs. And then its narration is based on the noun before the verbs. And you keep hearing, listening to the story of the noun before all the verbs, yeah? And then let's say you have an incredible interruption that should blow that whole story out the window, being taken over by a form of addiction where you can't freaking stop drinking or you're dancing with a gorilla and you're gonna stop when the gorilla wants to stop. And even then you feel like you chose it, that you did it all, yes? And therefore that slavery continues, even when you're free from the activity, you're still enslaved as being the doer of the activity 30 years ago. Well, you know, like the Course in Miracles says, the original guilt is this idea that we separated from God. It never happened. <laughs> it never could happen. But there's a feeling of volition that I did that. And that's unbearable. So let me dump it out on you, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, I had that time. I share it a lot here because it's totally apropos where I was in that uh, event in Australia in 2001, I think, 2000. And uh, they had an ability to produce cathodic events very well. Yeah, eight days, they have you, you go through some big changes, yeah. And then so this one time I was going through this incredibly dramatic feeling of, uh, I can never get back, you know, like, I can't get back to God. I can't get back to the source. And there was so much feeling. I did it. <laughs> I can never get back. And I'm crying and I'm laughing and I'm going off. I can never get back. And it seemed really incredibly dramatic. But after a few weeks later, I realized the reason why I can never get back is I never left. <laughs> the story of I can never get back is I've done something so terrible. I can never go back like the prodigal son. But no, I never could get back because I never left. Nothing ever happened to change the fact. <laughs> Nothing. You're in a sense completely irrelevant. And that's the greatest poison and the greatest fear of the mental activity is irrelevance. It wants to believe it can block you off from the sunlight of the spirit. It can fuck your journey back to God. It can do whatever. It can. Yeah. 
It doesn't have that ability. We give it that ability, basically. Yeah, so I'm happy to be here. And uh, if I could get through one thing tonight, uh, that feeling of volition is the stickiness on everything. Yeah, this sense that not only did you do something you shouldn't have, <laughs> but you could have done something else. Yes. What a field day the head can have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, very nice to be here. Mike, anyone? Anyone? Anybody want to raise their hand? I was thinking about that, uh, what you're saying about volition, that that's the whole setup of the Garden of Eden thing, that there has to be simultaneously saying something you shouldn't do for the sake that you should do it, so you could then feel bad about it, right? So, I mean, the yeah. God, the God, that God is in on it, <laughs> too. We got, remember, we came, we came up with that new song. Um, I, I just checked in to see what condition my volition was. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> the barest example you hear about selfing immediately, either you've been doing it or you're being done to by it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to see. You don't need to see the absolute light. You are the absolute light. You got to see the mental activities, really, because you're before them. You're not after them. You're before them. You're not amongst them. You're before them. Yeah. You can see what arises. In other words, you're in your house. You can see what comes and goes from your house. You can see it. Yeah. That which is coming to the house says it's it's in the house already. You can see that as bullshit when you're in the house. And I'm telling you, you're in the house. Yeah. You can see the assumption and it will just collapse. The assumption of selfing is you already are a self. That's its assumption. Its assumption is when you listen to the selfing as you've been listening to it, you immediately feel like you're a historical self. You don't see that it just arose in that moment. You feel like you've been one for 40, 50 years. And then you go into memory and that supports it. You go into thinking, yeah, that every, everything you rely on supports that insane idea. Yeah. We have it in re we recovery. There's an identification as self, and basically there's a huge self-reliance. That's the highest form of self-reliance. And basically what's happening, we're relying on that which has defeated us. That's, that's insane, yeah. And um, sorry, I was in the wrong part of the participants box. There are three hands up. So, uh, what other Robert box for the participants is there? What else are people participating in and raising what? that? There's a different box? 
No, no, the Zoom setup is such that if I scroll down, I lose the top where the hands are. Uh, I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> um, so Robert and Anu and Indigo. Go ahead, Robert. Hi, Paul. Robert. Oh, um, Robert French, yeah. Nice to yeah. see you. Good, yeah. Um, just a little share. Um, I've been noticing any guilt, if I screw up in any way, any guilt or shame seems to have disappeared. And it's, uh, I'm seeing it's to do with volition. I, I think I'm seeing through the volition. And yes. So there's no guilt or shame. Yes. Uh, to start with, I was feeling like I should have guilt and shame. But then I saw <laughs> that as well. Yes. And, but, but what seems to be surrounding all that is there's an aura of uh, innocence and softness about life. You know, I'm seeing everything I'm looking at as, any way I can describe it as, as innocence, like animals, people, myself. And uh, so there's quite a softness to it mm. about life. So I suppose you'd call that traveling lighter. Yes. But uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to share. It's just, um, it's good. Yes, it's, yes, yeah. It's very good, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Robert, yes. for the soft traveling. And There's a new. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a new. Hey, Paul, how are you? Good, good. Um, I just a few weeks back, just to share. Um, there was a, a you know, happened spontaneously, but there was a thought, and then there was a moment later. Some, like a, I arose saying that they had that thought. Yes. And there was next, or immediately there was another I that arose that saw the first one and said it had been around forever. So it was like, it's like a two-step almost that's going on all the time. And I think maybe that's what keeps us occupied um, between the two. Um, um, and then there was like a total... Um, mudding up the waters after that and just, you know, no clarity again. Yeah, but that's very clear to see the two. Yeah. You don't know what the effects of that will be. Yeah, most people see only the one sense of self and then the seeing of that sense of self is claimed by the sense of self. Yeah. And then you don't know which one is worse, the thief or the policeman. So now the second sense of self has, let's say, perfection in its little demands. And it starts whipping you into getting better or something like that. And it's another form of slavery. Yeah. <laughs> so if you see the claiming in the first example of self and then see the claiming in, this, in that which was seeing the first example, that's a pretty uh, profound move I, in my experience with it, yeah. I think that has enough weight to change things. One isn't enough usually, but the two, seeing the two sides of it, yeah, is, has a potency. 
And then as Robert shared, some of the effects can be that, like he had a very beautiful share about the effects, seeing things innocently, because that sense of being bad is rooted in volition, obviously. The way it's presented is you had, you had, the, you had the chance to do good, but you didn't, yes? So it just, it just throws extra more and more weight on the thing. And we don't know any better in a sense because uh, we don't see the out. We're looking for an out based on what we think we're in, but the out of that in is before it, yeah? Before you're in, there's you, yeah? And then there's this idea of you that's caught in that tumbler that wants to get out. But before that is you seeing it, yeah? That's not something, uh, there's no need to stake a, flat, a flag there. You, that's us, yeah? That's what we are. We are the seeing of whatever arises in a sense, yeah? So duality, non-duality is, so even in the idea of self, there's a dualistic thing. There's the objectified self and the subjective self. The objectified self is a self caught in time. The subjectified self is a, is a self escaping in time, yeah? But that's, that's what duality, non-duality is negating, is, is what's see, the seen and the seer. In this case, the, the seen of self and then the seer as self. That's what's negated, yeah? So we come here, you get a sense of this idea of self, this sense of what's talking as if it's the doer, the thinker, the hearer, the feeler, the taste, the toucher. And then that leads you to seeing the second apparition of self, which is now claiming the seeing of that first activity of selfing, yeah? Now you've seen the duality of it and uh, there's some meat on that bone. There's some weight to it. Yeah, it there it is, and it doesn't need to be mentally reinforced or remembered. You've seen something, yeah, and you'll see more of it. Yeah, and the more you see it, the less you'll take it to be you. Really, <laughs> that's just how it goes. Yeah, it verifies its uh, falsehood. <laughs> yeah, the more the more you hear it it verifies its truth. The more you see it, it verifies its falseness, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so you're on to something. Um, I didn't understand everything you said, but I think that's okay. It's all right. You, <laughs> you understand it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Anu. Welcome home. And you're jet lagged, so. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about understanding what I'm saying. Yeah. It's about receiving it. That's all. There's something in there. Yeah. Yeah. I have Ready faith. For... Sorry. Go Ready ahead. Hmm? Ready for Indigo? I'm ready. Let's go. 
Um, I just like to introduce my brother that I invited here, and I believe um, he had a question for you, um, Michael. Yes, yes. I can't hear anything. Michael, I just asked you. You can hear me now? Yes. Okay. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, it's kind of a two-part question. Uh, the first part being, like, how would you define, personally, how would you define volition? The sense of choice, obviously. Okay, so volition is essentially agency then? Well, let's say it's a sense of choice with intention. So you, in, you intend to go one way instead of the other way, but there's a choice with intention, so to speak, yes. You intend to go one way, but you go the other way. The volition is what has the intention, the mental state. The feeling so, that it provokes is it's you that has the intention to go one way and, or not the other way, yeah? Well, wait, 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 restate that. So, uh, you, it's so, the mental state that has the intention, but how we, we react to it as it was my, this is my intention, I wanna go that way. And well, that's your volition. And your volition is your the actual decision to take a path in life. Well, that's what it says, but most people have an understanding down the road that uh, whatever was going to happen happened. Yeah. So there's, okay. there's a feeling of choice, but really there was no choice in the matter. Oh, so you're saying it's like a, a false, false sense of some like a volition is a false sense of choice. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yes. Interesting. Okay. It has a different job. The volition isn't even about choice. It's about uh, using the idea of choice to make more out of doing. Yeah. So instead of you just did something, you should have done something else or you could have done, yes? This feeling of choice or that things could have been different gives the mental state a huge arena to run around in, yeah? So, so, so you're saying then your volition is kind of like predisposed? Like it, it, it was, I don't know how you want to say it, meant to happen or it was yes, going to I happen? Think it, I think the volition, uh, is an add-on it's not the determining factor okay so then what's the determining factor i don't know but i know it's not me okay interesting well i appreciate your input that's something to think about yeah well, let me say what a great master said is beautiful, where a lot of times at these kind of talks, 
you get uh, two things usually are interested in, which is, is there free will or is it predetermined? Yes. So this great, mm. master, this great master said, so that would be choice, free will. Yeah. So great master said, as long as there's a feeling of individuality, there'll be a feeling of free will. Yeah. So as long as you're feeling like this long lasting, independent, separate entity, it's totally essential to support that storyline to believe you have free will. Well, who's yeah, like, but, but like it, 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 yeah, but it, it, if the free will is predetermined, what the fuck does it matter? Really? Honestly. Oh, point. See, this is the thing, but, uh, you don't want to preach to deaf ears. So if the individuality part of its programming is it has a program of feeling like it has free will, why would you want to sit the robot down and try to talk the robot out of its programming? I much rather see that I'm not the robot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So instead of trying to sit the action figure down and convince it that it's doesn't have free will, I'd much rather just see I'm not that which thinks it has free will. Yeah, it's just easier. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for your input. Yeah, that's cool. Something All right. to think about. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the question. Thanks, Michael. And PK is now hands up. But no picture. You there, PK? Maybe not. Oh, there we go. He's in the dock. Just follow the hand, PK. Follow the hand. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Well, I just wanted to say uh, I love tuning into you because it's like classic radio. You know, it's like I've heard these songs before, but I fucking love them. It's like the standards, but the way you do them, <laughs> you put a new spin on them, and it's kind of like when you do these standards, it's like, wow, like I could sing along with it. I know the melody. And then when you do some new songs that I never heard, I can sing along with those too. And sometimes, you know, like when you, when you listen to lyrics, you don't always hear them the right way. Like you hear them the way you want to hear them. Yes. yes. But I just love, man, I love uh, tuning into your, uh, the radio of Paul H. It's fucking great, man. I love it, man. You know, I, you know, and uh, like I said, I mean, you know, it could be on one hand, like you've often said, you know, there's nothing new here, but yet by the same token, it never gets old. It's like the freaking jazz standards. And when you, you know, the way you riff on these things, it just hits home now, like what you, the previous participant had said too, like if, if, if it doesn't matter, then you know what? that's okay too if, if, if it doesn't resonate you know you can you find something that does resonate you know if you want to stick with it and see if after all you like it great if you don't that's okay too you know I think that that's the important thing is to it's not about forcing anything it's more about you know the resonation and the vibe you know and if, yeah. you're, if you're feeling it you're harmonizing with it you know, you just don't ever want to tune out. Like, I want to listen to you 24-7. Maybe, maybe I'm like I'm like a stalker now. Like, that's a little bit too much, right? <laughs> but it's like a universal message, what you're talking about. 
but maybe maybe it's not for everybody. That's okay. Or it's not for people. It depends where we're at psychically, you know, in our life. Maybe there's times where the message, you know, resonates and feels good and is relief. And other times, maybe we're already relieved. Like you said, you know, if you're already relieved, you don't need relief. So that's okay too. But I just love, you know, and it's amazing when you, I love how when people speak with you, you kind of, you don't necessarily negate them. You kind of let, you have them turn it around. So they kind of really can see what they're, you know, what's internal for them. It's awesome, man. You know, so thank you for, for holding the space and chairing the chair, even though, like you said, if you were the fearless leader, we would be walking off a cliff. So whatever it is, man, whatever was in that water in Long Island, I'm glad. <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, yeah, thank you, PK. Yeah. <laughs> That's PK. great stuff, man. All right. And don't wear that mask while you say the word stalker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, Gary, uh, power back on. What a crazy mask. <laughs> Thanks, PK. Thanks. Oh, oh that's uh, Hey, I thought that. Wow. You thought that was him? <laughs> we need uh, some dress. Uh, we need some dress codes here for those talks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so right. I, I just wanted to mention that was you were, when you were talking earlier about uh, you know like there's no good thinking uh, there's no way so I thought that I think it's in the Bible somewhere it says that Jesus said there's no place for the Son of Man to lay his head and yeah. and in my sense is that he was saying what you're talking about that. Uh, there's no thinking that will hold me in good stead. There's nothing to support me, you know, in the head world that will, like I, you said something to me a, a week or so ago, like, you're not going to get it. I hated that, but I loved it at the same time. It's, I'm not going to get this. There's no place to lay his head. There's no place for Gary to to get this, and that's good news. I yeah. think I'll just go back in the corner. I mean that, but yeah. behind that's the be, corner. <laughs> that's going to be my next retreat for for Gary in the corner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Retreat to the to retreat to the corner. Yeah, that, I like that saying. The. Uh, Son of man has no place to rest its head. Yes. But thinking can be good if it's directed in another way. But when it's its sole purpose is to reinforce the idea of the thinker, it gets to be like Hal in 2001. It sort of takes over the mission, so mm. to speak. Yes. So, mm. yeah, everything in moderation in Islam. Thinking is good. I wouldn't know where I put the keys without thoughts every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But it's the idea of my that uh, implies that it, the thoughts are now being used for another intent. And that's to reinforce the sense of being the thinker. Yeah. And so yeah. these agendas, uh, they're nice to know because you're at the, you're, 
the, you're at the experiential level, you're being influenced by them greatly. So it's nice to see it. Like the Course in Miracles says, you're never upset for the reason you think. So this is uh, our idea of what's going on and actually what's going on can be quite different. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is just like, you know, a, a pair of shoes. Try them on. If you start dancing instead of trudging, you're on to something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're, yeah, you know, you're, you'll always be Gary in the corner in my book. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no place to go. You've been come, you've been with us this whole time, Gary. It's been a wonderful uh, ride. I'm very happy that I met you. And I'm happy I met your wife, too. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Me, me, too. Me too. Right, anyone special. else? Yeah, yeah. And as Nick just said, Gary never left the corner. Having never left Having the never, corner. Sorry. <laughs> 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 no, Gary. Yeah, Gary William. That's good. William. Hey Paul, how's it going? Good. Um I'm right now I'm in a in a class on Buddhism, actually, funnily enough. Um and it's got me thinking a lot about um, what I'm doing with my practice. And, and you know, I meditate. Let's put a red, the red dot up there. Huh? Hold on. Someone went through. So, yes, I lost that last bit. I meditate. I, I've been meditating for a while now. You know, I, I've been. That's what I was saying. It's just that I was going to say I've been meditating, just silent sitting, kind of Zen practice, kind of, you know, some. I'm into some other speakers and, and things like that. Um, but I think for the first time yesterday, or more and more, I'm, I'm continuing to, to explore this. Like, I'm not sure it's really always helping me, you know? Um, and yet I feel like I kind of need to do it. And I'm just not sure of what to make of. I know that you personally have said, like, you know, maybe try not meditating and, and see what happens. But I guess I'm just trying to make sense of that, that feeling of, I feel like I kind of need to do it, but at the same time, I can tell it might be stressing me out a little bit when I don't have time to do it, you know? So yes. yeah. why, not, why not you not, why don't you use that stuff and ask who is that? Not the, not the topic, but the one who's the subject that's having the topic. You just talked about a topic sort of as a subject, well, who's that subject? Maybe use it, you know, and just ask, like who's, who need, who's stressed out when they don't meditate and who thinks they need to meditate? It's not, in other words, take the emphasis off the meditation and put it on the assumption of the subject, yeah? I, I find it a lot more valuable. And it doesn't mean you don't attend to that topic of meditation and should I, shouldn't I do it? You can get back to that, but use it for another purpose, you know? Use it to look at who it is that's stressed out about it, yeah? Yeah, that's a good reminder. It's actually funny you say that. I, um, I was journaling about it today, this morning, and I was writing a bunch of questions like, oh, what, what's, why, what do I really want? What do I, and then I started to realize like who, 
I had that same thought actually of like who is who's asking the question like please yeah yeah so I'll, yeah. I'll with that that's it seemed valuable in the moment but I, I that's reinforcing what I think I ought to do so yeah check it out because again uh the head loves to get lost in topics you know it doesn't want to look at the you know be seen as it presents itself as the subject it, it just doesn't it shies away from that but it will go on and on about what technique should i shouldn't i maybe only in the morning on and on and try to you know hide its irrelevance with a lot of importance about what you are going to do or not do it could change everything if i don't do it or yes you see it it's a weird uh it's almost like one of those house of mirrors you know where you look at it you look you see really big or small and it, it's it plays around with degrees and sizes yeah all using all of that like a smoke screen so you don't look at it yeah 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 it makes a topic so important and it, it gets a shine from that. Yeah. It, it sucks the importance out of those topics. You don't really care if other people meditate, do you? Yeah. But when it comes to you, it's like fucking stop the day, bring in the great masters. I need a, I need some advice. What's the difference between you and someone else, you and someone else. <laughs> That's the, that's the difference that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So when it's, I'm interested in that. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't get fooled by, oh, let's go down this topic lane and see which is, what's the most efficient, whatever. I'd much rather go the other way and just have that awkward presence of, of the space not being filled by all the minutia and just, oh, Oh, there it is, emperor without any clothes. <laughs> so, and you know, the importance is important. So you deal with that, but always use what seems to be occupying you to point to the one, don't you think? Yeah, it's a pretty good move. You got it right there. Just put, it's, you know, use the tail like a pointer, put a tail on it and point at it. Yeah, yeah. Who am I? Who am, you know, it really takes, uh, yeah. If you checked out your tires, you know, with this activity, the topic tires would be super blown up. <laughs> and then the real, the real driving force of the, of the car would be totally lacking of any uh, pressure, yeah? That's how the head likes it. Yeah, it likes to give importance, yeah, to seem to be important. So it lends importance to tons of shit all day, you know? And it's really, you know, I mean, someone, it doesn't happen to me, but it happens with people I know, you know, I don't really care what you're eating for breakfast. You don't have to send me a picture of a bagel and then salmon and butter or cheese. And what do you say, group? Why do you choose? You know, fuck, who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> this is, it seems to be an extreme example, but it's sort of the, the movement of the head. It wants to lend importance to a lot of shit. 
<laughs> so, so it can sort of suck the light off of it in a way. Yeah. So let's just turn it around, bro. And do the other two. Talk to people who are meditators and ask them suggestions, you know, how to do it more loosely or something. Or You know what Zen is? You're going to arrive there sooner or later, at least what I've heard, is just to sit. There's no reason for it. The whole point is to arrive at really where what's available right now, just sitting. If you so that when you're sitting and just sitting, you see all the meaning your head's giving it that I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. And just that keep sitting and let all that false tree get cut down. So then you can see the forest. Yeah. That's the point of Zen, I think. Zen's uh, meditating. Yeah, it's just the sit. You're not doing shit. You're sitting. You're not even calling it meditating. You're sitting. Wow. You know, if you heard someone call you up, I've been sitting for 13 hours, they'd say, you're a fucking bum. But if you say, I've been meditating for 13 hours, oh, fantastic. You're doing something with your life. Yes? But you, what's the difference, really? It's just how, what, how you're, the meaning that's being given to it. So they arrive. They want to do all this practice to arrive at just sitting. Yeah? You can start there. And then maybe you won't want to sit. If it's just going to be sitting, maybe you can find the same thing standing or laying or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think I may be wrong, but I know from certain talks with people in Zen that that's sort of the uh, where they arrive at through all the meditating is just sitting. Yeah. So why not start there? So <laughs> just sitting now yeah but we're here william just show up when you like and uh we'll try to sort of um when you're hearing a certain direction it's nice to hear the other direction it sort of brings a uh uh like um some balance to it so it doesn't go too crazy yes yeah yeah i went there you know, I used to be practicing and it, my girlfriend at the time wanted just to, you know, express love in a physical manner. I was going, not now. I'm busy. Can't you see? I'm busy, you know, moving up the stairway to heaven. And, you know, in hindsight, what a freaking idiot, really, you know, in a sense. There was like so much self-centeredness, trying not to be self-centered in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> So I got caught in that trap so many times, it something dawned on me finally. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Thanks. Right. Hmm? Thank you. That's all. <laughs> Are you welcome, William? Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, William. Anybody else want to raise their hands? No one else wants to raise their hand, huh? I can start saying hello. Oh, goodbye. Let's see. Who was here? All right, let's stop from the last page.
All right. Uh, I want to say hello to Alana and Alex and uh, Kane, I think it was. Miss Amelia, who I'm not going to forget my, uh, the Italian, yeah, I'll, I'm remembering it. Sue K. Sanda, we'll see Sanda, she's on the move. She just sat down. Nice to see Sanda. Alan O. and his brother may be lurking nearby. Thanks for all the support. We got Nina. Nina, Nina, Nina. We got, oh, Jack G. Is Jack G the old Jack that we knew? Is he just visiting us? Or a new one? We got it. It is, Jack G. It is our old Jack G. Oh, good. Nice to see you, Jack. <laughs> we, we got Senna. Nice to see Senna. Uh, Indigo. Uh, Mike C. James J. Stefan on having never left. Johannes, we got Jack. I don't know if I've ever met Jack before. Jack, how are you? We got William L. I've seen William before. Nice to see you, Will. PK, a night out of the asylum. Very rare for PK. Nice to see him escaped. Yeah. Hey, you know what? What did Jack G used to say? Allegedly, like I okay. love your 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 riff is seemingly, which you could add to anything you say it could be seemingly, but like yes. Jack G used to say, allegedly. <laughs> there you go. All right, we got Thank in. You. Nice to see you, Angie. Yep. Yeah. Remember the action figure. Yes. Uh, we're gonna get some. We are. We got Mike K. Michael K. Where is he? John W. from uh, from Melbourne. Michael K. Nice to see you, Michael. I got you now. Susanna W. An old, lovely friend of mine. Thank you. We got Tej. Nice to see you, Tej. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming closer. Oh yeah. Is that Z? I think that was Z. There he is, Zlatko. Yes. <laughs> nice to see you, Z. Anu, pleasure. As always, we got Steve. I I get in the I get to see Steve now in Germany. He's got video. Very nice. Nice to see you, Steve. Kenneth from Vancouver, pleasure. Vlad, I don't know where he is. I think he's in Russia right now. Yes. We got Linda. Linda has been uh, gallivanting around, I think. Here she is, happy to see her again. Yeah. We got Gary, as always. We got Nick and uh, Mike. Mike and Nick. Huh. It looks like a talk show, a sports show. Yes. Mike and Nick are talking about the 49ers. All right, we got David, David S. from Melbourne. Nice to see you, Dave. Robert French from New Zealand. Thank you for your report. William, nice to see you. Oh, wait a minute, I missed someone here. He escaped me, hold on. We got Jim, nice to see you, Jim. Yeah, now, now you realize you didn't miss much last week. <laughs> we got Tommy, 
Tommy from Ireland. We got Tyler E. Nice to see you, Tyler. We got, uh, let's see here. I think we got this. Oh, Chris, Chris G. Nice to see Chris there. We got, oh, Kerry. Nice to see you, Kerry. Say hello to Judith for us. We got another Michael K there. Let's see who this is. Uh, we got Indigo. We got that Sue K. Senna, Jack G. Yes. Well, I think I covered everybody. Johannes. Hey, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure spending time with you. Z, nice to see you there. Ag Angie, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be back. Uh, we have some tomorrow, Saturday. It's all on Ben Bitslap event page. I just said I didn't. <laughs> Amelia, <laughs> most, of you, most of you know Amelia. Amelia, as uh, oh. uh, we're going to have a, a retreat in Italy in September this coming year. I think all the information is up there now on the website or it will be tomorrow. I think it will be tomorrow. It's going to be beautiful. It's not just going to be, you know, knowing Paul isn't, isn't enough with throwing Italy in there. So it's going to have uh, uh, Amelia's from Italy and it's going to be beautiful. A lot of things to see and she, they got it all arranged. And so if enough people sign up and we have, we can pull it off, we will. And so there you go. I'm looking forward to it. We were in September in Italy last year, beautiful in the area where we're gonna have the retreat. It's in the, uh, the heel of the boot on the Adriatic. It's very beautiful, beautiful water, incredible. So there you go. Nice hey, and you want me to post the, the June Awakening Together thing? Yeah, I'll post the June if it's ready now. Did she change it? Yeah. We're also okay. going to do a retreat for another group. And I swore I'd never do retreats, so they're not really retreats. But Adventures. We're going to do one in June in Colorado with another group called Awakening Together. Uh, I have a fondness for those people, so I agreed. Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll be doing that, and that will that will be up on the website soon too. So uh, Italy is going to be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, but uh, awakening, it will be nice. It'll be beautiful in Colorado. I haven't been there in years, so it'll be very nice. Very nice place. And so, yeah, check it out. And uh, we'll see you around soon. And you are appearing. I like that. Whoever's laughing, Zoom bombers. Is it Janine Freedom? Yeah. yeah. It's Janine Freedom. There she is. All right. I, I <laughs> <laughs> this is what it sounds like at the asylum all day. <laughs> we never leave the asylum, but we think we go to Italy. <laughs> Thank you. See you, everybody.
Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everybody. Bye. 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 Hi, Z. Bye, Z. Bye. <laughs> see you, Janine. Not see you. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. 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 Gone.